What is up guys, it is Quinn here back with another video and today I'm going to be wrapping up my 2022 fantasy football rankings. So over the last three days I've gone through my running backs, my wide receivers, my quarterbacks, and then my tight ends, combine the QBs and the tight ends. So today it's going to be my overall rankings. So I'm just going to run through basically 10 rounds of rankings. So we're going top 120 players. Obviously, I'm not going to be breaking down each individual player, but just kind of talking through, you know, the players in each round, maybe some general trends, stuff like that. Let's just jump right into it. So starting off here in the first round, and we, honestly, we may be starting off a little controversial here. I have Christian McCaffrey at the 101. I think that's a little bit controversial, but that's not the, you know, the controversial part here. Then I have Justin Jefferson at the 102, Cooper Cup at the 103, and then JT at the 104. Now hear me out. I think Jefferson Cup and JT are all very, very, very close together. I just think that looking at CMC at the 101, Christian McCaffrey has 30-point upside. This is a player who can break fantasy football. The ceiling is so, so high. For Jonathan Taylor, I kind of feel like people drafting him at the 101, not saying it's a bad pick, but just in comparison to the 101s in years past, Jonathan Taylor seems to have a very, very low ceiling in comparison to the rest of those players, right? Compared to, you know, normal running backs, Jonathan Taylor has a very, very high ceiling. I just don't know if Jonathan Taylor has that 24, 25 point per game season in his, you know, range of outcomes this year. So since that is the case with, you know, the risk at the running back position with injuries, I would rather take two wide receivers that I just think are locks to be elite studs and that is Justin Jefferson and Cooper Cup. But being totally honest, if you were taking JT anywhere from 101 on, you know, I think he's a solid pick. I just prefer those three players. Then we've got Jamar Chase coming in at number five. Then we have like this tier of running backs here with Delvin Cook, Austin Eckler, and Derrick Henry, Stephon Diggs, and Devontae Adams back to back. And then to wrap up the first round, I have two high upside running backs, DeAndre Swift and Alvin Kamara. Leading us into the second round, I have a few more running backs that are in that same tier with Swift and Kamara. So we have Saquon Barkley, Joe Mixon, and Najee Harris. I know normally you're going to see Mixon and Najee uh, go ahead of those two guys, you know, ahead of the uh, Swift and Kamara group, maybe even Saquon Barkley. For me, I'm shooting for upside with those running backs. I think Mixon's a strong pick. If you're taking them in the first round, I don't think it's bad. Same thing with Najee. Just prefer those other guys a little bit more. Travis Kelsey here at pick 16. You know, if you're getting him basically anywhere early second round or later, I think he's a very strong pick. Go to the wide receiver position with C.D. Lamb. Being totally honest here, looking at the second round, there's really only two wide receivers that I love taking. And when I say love taking, like I would take them basically anywhere in the second round. That'd be C.D. Lamb and Devo Samuel. As you can see, there are wide receivers I have ranked at the back end of the second round, but obviously in an ideal world, you know, some players are falling, you know, at the back end, you're going to have a Mark Andrews, maybe a Fournette, an Aaron Jones. These are players that I'd much rather take compared to the guys, you know, the wide receivers at the back end. But if, you know, ADP goes, you know, perfectly based on value, I don't think it's a bad pick get those wide receivers, but the two wide receivers that I'm very confident are second round values, like really strong second round picks. That would be C.D. Lamb and Debo Samuel. So Lamb at 17, Leonard Fournette at 18. So we got Debo Samuel, Mark Andrews coming in at 20. Andrews, a solid mid to back end second round pick. Aaron Jones at 21. 
And then this is where I have that run of wide receivers that I was talking about. So Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, T. Higgins, those guys finish up the second round. Then leading into the third round, we continue with the wide receivers, Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, all those dudes are in a tier for me. Really order them however you want. I'm guessing people probably like Tyreek Hill and more of those other guys, you know, but it is what it is. I actually have Kyle Pitts up here at 27. When I went through these rankings, I really wasn't expecting to have him this high, but I just think there is a drop-off at the running back position. There's also a drop-off at wide receiver, and I just feel very confident that Kyle Pitts is going to be a stud this year. So would I want to pick him early third round? Probably not. I would hope some of these other guys are going ahead of him, but I think mid-third round, mid-third round and on, I think he's just a strong pick. We have Michael Pittman at 28. Then we got some running backs, James Conner and Javante Williams. I think both strong mid-third round picks. Javante is probably not going to fall there. I think James Conner is probably going to be there in a decent number of drafts. Deontay Johnson at 31. We've got running backs, Travis Etienne and Nick Chubb at the back end of the third round. Jalen Waddell and then Ezekiel Elliott to finish it off. Now going into the fourth round, you're going to see a lot of wide receivers to start off here. I think a lot of these guys are in a very similar range. So we've got Marquise Brown, Mike Williams, DK Metcalf, Chris Godwin, Cortland Sutton, and then actually my first quarterback, Josh Allen. If I'm being totally honest, ranking these quarterbacks is a little bit odd just because I basically know I'm not going to be getting some of these dudes in drafts. Like in redraft leagues, if it's not best ball, I'm going to have zero shares of Josh Allen. I just know it because he's going to be going second, third round. I'd be very surprised if he falls into the fourth. And even if he falls into the fourth, He's not someone I'm really going after. So I have him as a mid-fourth round pick. I'm not going to have many shares. I just think when you're looking at ADP, the difference between Josh Allen going in the second, third round compared to a Kyler or a Jalen Hurts who can fall into the sixth, in my opinion, it's just not comparable. Those guys are way closer than like a three-round difference. So I have him here in the mid-fourth round. You're probably not going to be able to draft him here, but I've kind of accepted that. I've got Terry McLaurin at 44. Back to the running back position with Brees Hall at 44. I think I said McLaurin at 44. McLaurin at 43. Then back-to-back tight ends, Darren Waller, George Kittle. I would rather pick those guys in the early fifth round. But if, you know, everything goes, I guess, worst-case scenario ahead of me, then those are guys I'd be fine taking back end of the fourth. Some wide receivers, Michael Thomas, Juju Smith-Schuster. Same thing applies for those guys. I don't want to take those players in the fourth round. They're typically not going to be going in the fourth round on most platforms. But once again, like I don't want to say it for every player, these are where I have them in my rankings. But for me to draft them here, like everything else would have to be perfect according to my rankings ahead of them, if you guys know what I'm saying. And even then, in some leagues, like you got to evaluate ADP, play the risk game, do they fall to you, all of that stuff. We go back to the quarterback position with Lamar Jackson. That is now our fifth round. Jerry Judy, Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert. We're seeing these quarterbacks come in. As you can see in my rankings, there's a lot less of a separation between these top quarterbacks than you're going to see in ADP. So I think guys like Kyler, Herbert, Hurts, I honestly think they're all pretty close together, and that is reflected in my rankings. Bateman and Mooney at 53, 54, Hurts at 55, Cam Akers at 56. Weird spot for Cam Akers here. I think there's a decent falloff after Brees Hall, then probably a decent falloff after Cam Akers. Then to finish it up with some wide receivers, Elijah Moore, Allen Robinson, Amon Rossing Brown, and then Patrick Mahomes at pick 60, stays in the fifth round, 
but the very, very back end. Now moving into round six, starting it off with J.K. Dobbins and A.J. Dillon, then a really strong run at wide receiver with Drake London, Gabriel Davis, Brandon Cooks, Adam Thielen, Devonta Smith, and Brandon Ayuk, Trey Lance here at 69, and then the last two, or not the last two, two of the last three players, running backs, David Montgomery and Elijah Mitchell, and then DeAndre Hopkins. What is this now? Round seven, I believe. We started off with Amari Cooper. Then we have Tony Pollard, Josh Jacobs. I don't know if you guys have kind of figured this out yet. My rankings are pretty geared towards running backs early on. First, probably two and a half rounds. I'm interested in these running backs, wide receivers, maybe a little bit pushback. Late round three, round four, round five, round six, I'm hammering the wide receiver position. I think that is where the value is. So you're likely going to be drafting these players way later than where I have them ranked. But that's just kind of how I am uh, structuring my drafts typically. So Cooper and Pollard, 73-74. Jacob, 75. Some wide receivers, Kadarius Tony, Hunter Renfro. Then we have CEH, Dalton Schultz, Chase Edmonds, Tom Brady, Damian Pierce, Kareem Hunt, and Miles Sanders. These are where we're starting to get into some of these like end of the dead zone running backs where now this is probably a spot where you want to start selecting these guys again. You know, you probably want to be avoiding them rounds like three through six-ish. At this point, I think the value is there on these guys. Now, what is this? Round eight. Got some quarterbacks, Joe Burrow, Russell Wilson. That second tier of guys, maybe you could argue a different tier, but I think of those guys as elite ceilings, ending at Trey Lance. Then you have your Brady's, your Burrow's, your Wilson's. Guys you trust every week, but probably don't have that elite, elite upside. Now we've got Ramondre Stevenson, Traylon Burks, some more young wide receivers, Sky Moore, Chris Olave, then Hawkinson, Garrett Wilson, Matthew Stafford, Christian Kirk, and Tyler Lockett. We've got two more rounds left here. At 97, I have Dawson Knox. Then we're really going to be interested in some of these running backs here. Like I said, end of the dead zone. This is a spot where I'm fine going out and get my running backs. Maybe it's my number two. Maybe it's my number three. Maybe it's even like a one-two punch if you started off zero RB. So Melvin Gordon, James Cook, Cordero Patterson, Rashad Penny. We go back to the tight ends, Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, back-to-back, former teammates. Go back to the running back position with Damian Harris and Devin Singletary. Then back to the wide receivers with Tyler Boyd and Julio Jones. And then the last round, we've got Alan Lazard at the 109. Some running backs, Antonio Gibson, Kenneth Walker teammates Chase Claypool and George Pickens, another young wide receiver in Jihad Dotson, Russell Gage at 116, some running backs, handcuff players, Darrell Henderson and Alexander Madison, 117, 118, Rashad White at 119, and then we have Aaron Rodgers at 120. So those are my like top 10 rounds of rankings. This is like the sheet that I'd be using heading into a draft. So if you guys want to reference these rankings, totally cool. Let me know what you guys think about these down below in the comment section. If you guys enjoyed the video, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel, and I'll see you guys in the next one.